Today on the podcast, we're continuing the series, Stories That Shape Our Faith. This week, our group's pastor, Jay Fletcher, preached on the account of Jacob and Esau, covering Genesis chapters 25 through 32. Uh, Among other topics, we're talking about how we often spend our days in pursuit of things that are inferior to what God ultimately wants for us. It happened in Jacob and Esau's day, and it's no different now. Thanks for joining. This is After the Message. Well, hey guys, good to good to see you on the podcast today. Good to be good here. Good to be on. Let's do it. We've got different people in the room today, so <laughs> you know it's like I normally get a very enthusiastic, uh, "Hey, Mike!" from Josh, and you know it's like this. Uh, anyway, uh, so <laughs> what hey, was Mike. That? <laughs> no, I really appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, um, yeah, no, I, I, you, you were very gracious. Thank you. Um, so we do have a, we do, we, a little different podcast today because uh, we've got several people who are out traveling. They're all on vacations. It's, we're coming into summertime, right? So uh, Josh is at the beach with his family. Mark's somewhere. I'm not sure where, but. Um, Off the grid. And then I think even Sean's out. I'm not sure where Sean is either, but, uh, but he's not here. I know that. And uh, so. Today, we have some other people in the room. Preston's here. He joins us regularly. Um, Jay, F- Jay Fletcher um, preached on Sunday. Yes. And uh, and so it makes sense for you to be here today, Jay. Yes. Glad, glad to be here. We're, we're, we're glad really you are. Glad you're here. You're going to talk a lot. To be I, hope. Here. So, I hope so. Um, yeah. Yes. That'll be fun. And then we've got Kylie Dan in the room as well. And uh, Kylie has, has joined us uh, at least once before on That's the right. podcast. That's so. right. Hey, friends. Yeah. Pumped. Yeah. She's in Josh's chair. Does that mean um, she's got to answer all the hard questions? I, I think that's what that <laughs> that's means. That's where I'm yeah. going. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I, I sat in this chair last time, and Josh didn't even correct me. He didn't me. tell you that, huh? Oh. He just let me sit here. I know. Oh. It's because he's know. just gracious. He, Josh, he if really you're listening, is. he's you know, listening. We're, we're we love you, Josh. Yep. yep. <laughs> she's sitting in your chair, Josh. Just, just so you know. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So it was uh, Memorial Day weekend. Did you guys do anything interesting for Memorial Day? We took a little trip down to Louisiana to visit with our our parents and take them to lunch. So uh, Nikki's uh, dad and stepmom and my mom uh, all live within about a five or six mile uh, circle together. So I went and spent the day with them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We borrowed someone's pool, uh, which was great. And while we were there, about half the next-gen team showed up to borrow <laughs> that same pool at the same time, which was a lot of fun, actually. So you didn't realize that the other was going to be there? We did not. We did not. But the, these have younger kids, and yeah. um, I mm. actually told Neil afterwards, I said it was pretty cool because I just see them up here at work yeah. for the most part. To see them outside of work, there with their families, with uh-huh. their kids, just kind of hanging out, playing in the pool, was uh, it was neat. That's good. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I wasn't in the uh, you next there. pool party, yeah. Right. So I don't, I don't That's have right. any kids. Yeah, but um, me and some of my friends went out to Lake Caroline and kayaked, which was interesting because fun fact, which is not super fun, I don't know how to swim, so I wore oh. a life vest the whole time. The whole time, it was yeah. awesome. Did you fall in? No, I that would have scared me. Well, I feel was like it a, it's good practice. Was to wear this a life single anyway. seater, yeah, sure. double seater? No, just you, single seat. Just, just you yeah. mm-hmm. and your kayak by yourself. Because kayaks are not wow. known for being super stable. That's right. Right. You yeah. Know? I, so, I don't think so. I don't As really a non-swimmer know. in a yeah. kayak. Yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. It was a big move. <laughs> yeah. I was really proud of myself. <laughs> so was it real life 
vest or was it floaties? No. Ooh, <laughs> I wish I had floaties. Okay. Arm no, floaties. it was, it was yeah. a life vest. Yeah, okay. Floaties I was just trying to picture sick. the little she arm floaties. The entire yeah. kayak in yeah. a life vest. Yeah. I feel like it'd there be a little go. hard it's to paddle the kayak with the floaties yeah, on. It you know, would be. Like, would um, be. I'm just imagining that in my head. Um, so we did something like along with, uh, I think, half the rest of America. We went and saw Top Gun. Um, ah, not yes. not yesterday, but we saw it actually on Sunday evening. Yeah. We did too. And yeah. uh, we did too. <laughs> and I think half our congreg- half our church was in the theater with us. Yeah. Um, we went to see it on IMAX, and and uh, so it was. I gotta say, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It it was, I was worried. I, I yeah. was honestly, I was worried. I was worried they're going to mess it up. Yeah, no, I think it. I think it was better than the first one. It exceeded expectations. It did. Yes, I mean, you get to preach, and then you go get to see Top Gun Maverick. That's a pretty good Sunday, pretty right good there. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, but Corey was there. Corey went. Yeah, um, we had about I don't know about fifteen people that came to the. We we like basically bought out the whole row in the theater. Oh, yes, <laughs> and, yes. Uh, so yeah, it was good. Um, so anyway, it was a great, great weekend. And, and of course, we're starting. We normally record this on Mondays, but since Monday was a holiday, we're recording on Tuesday. And I, I feel like every time this happens, I feel like I get off to like a just a um, a, a bad start in the week. Like I've already lost twenty four hours. Right? <laughs> you know, it's like short week. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a short week, and and trying to catch up on everything. So. Um, but I'm and glad next we, week's Wow Week, so you it know, is going to be a yes. busy week. Yes, yeah. It is. And so for those listening who don't know what Wow Week is, it is Broadmoor's version of Vacation Bible School, and so it's always a really big deal. It's a big event around here. Mm-hmm. I think we'll have uh, well over a thousand kids that'll be a part of it, um, and usually about 500 volunteers. Mm. So it's a big production. It is. Um, it's awesome. A lot of fun, but it does kind of take take over. Um, <laughs> Anyway, well, uh, so, Jay, I just want to say, man, thank you for stepping in on Sunday and, and for, for preaching as you did. Uh, you, you had um, the story of Jacob and Esau as, as we've gone through this, this series, Stories That Shape Our Faith. Um, and I, we were talking about it before we started recording. This, this has been a really cool series, and we, we keep talking about this, I think, every week. But, like, it is really cool that... Uh, you mentioned that someone said to you that in every one of these stories, they've found something new that they didn't know before. Right. And I think that's, I've found that to be the same thing for me. It's, it's just really mm-hmm. cool that way that um, these stories that, that we've heard all of our lives um, and often as you, you addressed in your that's message, right. sometimes mm-hmm. we skim over when we read mm-hmm. scripture. Oh, well, yeah, we know that. So we're going to skip on the other stuff. Um, you know, we, we get to, we're getting to look at and think about in different ways and, and see depth there that, mm-hmm. right. you know, we haven't considered before. Well, I know, you know, I started with a confession and the, the truth of it is, is a lot of these stories I've known and read and had read to me uh, as a kid. And whether it was Sunday school, vacation, Bible school, whatever it was, it just over and over, I had these stories read. So we came on this uh, sermon series and I'm going like, you know, really? And God just used it to yeah. really confront me with the truth that every time, even the very familiar stories that are there, over and over, there is new truth to be found. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the more you dig, the more the Lord just really begins to speak through the power of the Holy Spirit of finding these little nuggets. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a great joy for me to go back and and study these stories. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next uh, four or five that we have left just to continue yeah. to dig deeply into these uh, mm-hmm. into these subjects and 
man, it's been good. I've enjoyed it. I, I agree. I've my Bible is um is pretty old. I've had it for a while, and it's always interesting on stories like this to see what I've all because I'm an underliner. Yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Um, to see what I have already underlined and then to read it again and pick up mm-hmm. on something new and underline something new and wonder, why did I not see that before? Why did I see this other part, right. but not this? But I think it's part of God's Word being living and active. Mm-hmm. And every right. time yeah. we come to it, it meets us where we are and continues to reveal new things about God and about ourselves. And so it's you, you never exhaust it. I mean, there's right. there's never right. a passage that you come back to and go, okay, there's nothing else for me there. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I, and I love I love the fact because I was thinking the same thing. You know, it, it just it sort of reinforces the idea that God's word is living and active, mm-hmm. and, and and like our relationship with God is is dynamic. Um, like we don't ever like really arrive. Like we don't like there's not a point at which we're gonna yeah. like we're gonna know everything that we. Mm-hmm. We should know, right. or have learned yeah. everything that God, yeah. or or have, you know, until we get to heaven, that yeah. we've become everything God intends for us to be, yeah. and um, and so yeah, that's I think that's what's so great about yeah. going back to God, especially word. over years, because sometimes you know I look back and I go, God, I probably underlined that before I had children, mm-hmm. and it spoke to me one way, mm-hmm. and then there's another thing that I underline, and I go that, or maybe I've written in the margin, and it has something to do with parenting, yeah. And another time I might come back and I've underlined something that has more to do with God's character. And another time it may have more to do with me and, and something I just want to be aware of in myself. So yeah. I love and the way you Lots know. of things hit you differently after yeah. kids, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and, right. you know, the truth is we, we live in a day where not everybody is familiar with these stories. Mm-hmm. That's, you know? so mm-hmm. That's a good point. You, you encounter people. And one of the things I love to do during the week is... Uh, is I is find myself at one of the local coffee shops and just mm-hmm. listening to the conversations. Some of them turn scriptural, theological, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. different kinds of things like yeah. that. But it's surprising to me, even right here, you know, middle of the Bible Belt, that mm-hmm. there are people that don't understand, don't really connect to these stories that we're talking about over mm-hmm. these 10 weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we've got some that are extremely familiar with all these stories, and then you have others they haven't really been introduced to them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's an interesting mix. So, um, you know, I think I use the words uh, discovering or rediscovering yeah. uh, the truth that's there. So yeah. it's uh, it's been quite a journey, and I, I'm looking forward to the next few weeks yeah. as we tackle them, uh, about five more, I believe. So, and you heard it here. If you see Jay in a coffee shop, he's probably eavesdropping that's on your exactly conversation. That's exactly right. So that's what he's doing. That's Jay, it. I've <laughs> seen you in a coffee shop before. You <laughs> have. You have. Multiple times. Everything that you, you better said consider you what you were talking about. That's I don't exactly know. right. That's exactly right. I can give you the lowdown on what happens at a lot of the coffee shops. Love to work from the coffee shops. There you go. Uh, so, Preston, I, I think it was you that brought up this point uh, earlier, and I'd, I'd love to unpack this maybe just a little bit uh, before we get into the 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 meat of this actual message or this story, uh, because we do think about this. You, you, you talked about, you know, sometimes the, the scripture hits you differently as a parent, you know, and, and, and we do think of a lot of these stories as, as kids' stories, because they're the things that we, we see in Sunday yeah. school classes when we're little. And, um, and, and you were talking about earlier how, how sometimes maybe we do our kids a disservice, um, mm. You know, by by treating these as, ki- as kids' yeah. stories, yeah, and uh, yeah, it came up actually in our life group. Um, and part of what we were talking about was, you know, you look at you look at Jacob, and we tend to kind of fast forward, and we see him as this, you know, pillar of the faith, um, one of our, our 
founding fathers of the faith. But but we sometimes, especially with our younger kids, um, you know, we don't talk about that he he had these flaws, he had these struggles right. that were part of who he was, and yet God still used him. And you know, if you pick up like a children's Bible, obviously everything's condensed. It has to be. They can't mm-hmm. they can't grasp the the fullness of it in in story form. But the stories tend to focus on the the better aspects. Yeah. Um, but get these really, romanticized versions. Yeah. Of, yeah. Right. Right. But part of, and it was kind of in reference to what you said that, you know, this could be on Netflix, right? <laughs> yes. God is so good about giving us these these broad stories with the good, the bad, and the ugly all right there on the page for us. Um, he didn't just give us the end result. He didn't just give us the picture perfect, here's how it should look, but he gave us the real and raw. And I think um, a lot of people don't really get that all of that is in Scripture. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who haven't spent maybe as much time in Scripture think of Scripture as just maybe pithy sayings or they've heard some Psalms or a proverb or something like that. And I think if they dive in and they see what all God's put in there, it becomes like, oh, wow, he's talking about real people mm-hmm. who have real lives and real struggles because in our weakness that is demonstrated throughout Scripture, his strength keeps getting demonstrated. Absolutely. Where it's yeah. not about the person, right. but it's about the God that they, they serve. So I'm grateful that he has those stories in there, because when I read them, I'm like, okay, there's, there's me right there on the page. Mm. Yeah, to the person that would say, you know, and, and we all hear it, man, the Bible's boring. Mm-hmm. This is a good spot to take them, yeah, you know, right. to this this particular story, and right. man, it's movie worthy. There, yeah. There's a lot of stuff here that yeah. could wind up on a big screen, yeah. and uh, I mean, the level of dysfunction that's here, yeah. you know, family dysfunction, two brothers mm-hmm. that, man, they're, you know, you look at them, man, these two guys are evil, yeah. but one is used by God, the other is not, mm-hmm. and uh, it, there's a there's a lot that's there, and uh, gosh, it's uh, it, it was a little overwhelming. Uh, the amount of material that we yeah. needed to cover to yeah. get the whole story in, but uh, wow, the uh, the Netflix version of this would be pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, because we did cover a lot of chapters, we did. right? We I mean, I think we started in chapter twenty five, ended up yes. in like thirty two or something. Yes, yeah. we we covered a lot of ground, hit yeah. a lot of high points, but uh, tried to really uh, connect the the story of Christ through it all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so hey, let's jump into a, to just a few things about the story itself. And, and you guys certainly, if, if you've, you have thoughts or, or questions that you want to bring up, please do. Um, I, I do think you, you got into this a little bit on Sunday um, because, you know, we know that uh, Jacob, you know, Jacob stole Esau's birthright, right? Or, or I guess Esau gave it away, essentially, mm-hmm. for a bowl of soup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, and then probably more intentionally stole the the blessing, mm-hmm. um, but but you talked about the difference between birthright and blessing. Could could you maybe just unpack that a little bit more for maybe those that either didn't catch it or haven't listened to Sunday? Absolutely. So let me let me just read. Um, so the the birthright is the double portion of possessions, property, and wealth set aside for the firstborn son. It's also a place of high honor now leading the family. Uh, in place of the father, so that so that birthright is something that um, you know. I think we think we talked about in there that that God had positioned him, uh, God had put put him in that spot as the firstborn child or firstborn son to receive that birthright, and that not only meant he got the double portion of all of those things, but it, it more more importantly, it set him in the high honor 
of being in the position when the father passed away to lead that family. Mm-hmm. So not only, I mean, it came with name, uh, recognition, and everything. He would step into that. The blessing is 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 a little bit different. Uh, an Old Testament blessing of a father to his son included words of encouragement. And you think about how strong mm-hmm. that could be. A dad's coming to the end of his life, and and he offers these these last words of strong encouragement. It would also include details uh, regarding his part of the inheritance. And I I thought this was really neat, the prophetic words concerning the future. That probably sounded a lot like a dad saying to his son, here's what I'm dreaming for you, hoping Mm -hmm. for you. This is what I see for you uh, as you receive this blessing. So receiving a blessing from one's father was a high honor, but I thought this was a really unique part. Losing the blessing was tantamount to a curse. Mm. That's how mm. it was looked at in that day. Mm-hmm. So uh, birthright blessing both uh, big parts of an Old Testament family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So I have a question then off of that. Why does God allow the trickster to win? It, the best answer I've got for you on that one is one had faith, one did not. And, and I think uh, as Jacob, uh, I mean, look, he didn't deserve anything he received. That's right. And isn't that a lot like us? We don't deserve uh, we don't deserve anything that God gives to us. But what happened in his life, and if we had time to unfold the rest of the story uh, with Jacob, is he he positions himself because of his faith, and, and his faith allows God to step in and use somebody that we would look at and go, man, he's unusable. Mm. But God to do something in in using him because he took that one step into having faith, and God began to use him. And Preston, you said it a little while ago, he plays a pretty significant role moving forward. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't because, you know, he was perfect. The guy's pretty messed up in what he did and how he lived life. But he had faith, and that faith mattered so much. Mm-hmm. Something... Um practical, like faith obviously yes. is practical, but yes. but just a little practical observation that I made um, from your lesson on Sunday, you mentioned uh, the Hittite women that Esau was married to and how that, you know, that caused some issues there. And so it's also possible or a, a, a beneficial piece of fallout from Jacob getting the blessing is the fact that his lineage is not adulterated by pagans. Um, whereas if Esau were to get the blessing, well, he has Hittite women that he has descendants with now, and now the lineage is not pure. You know, it's not just mm-hmm. God fears. It's not just Jews. It's now they're Gentiles with their gods and all of the issues that come with that. And um, scripture even says that the Hittite women were like difficult for Jacob's mom. She was like, man, I just, you know, I'm paraphrasing. This is not what scripture says, but she, (laughs) she essentially was like, man, like if Jacob marries a Hittite woman, like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm out. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I think all of that too, just points to God's bigger purposes and bigger picture. You know, we, we get in the here and now of what we see Right, and I think the question you ask, Kylie, is one that we we ask it in different versions all the time, and it really comes down to God. That's not fair, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? If I'm living this way, why is my life not going a certain way? And if that person's living that way, why is their life going that way? Right. Um, which really comes down to a matter of do we trust God's bigger picture and bigger plan of what He's mm-hmm. what He's doing? But it's hard in the moment. 
you know? Mm. That's a good word. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, it's so, as you're saying that, I'm just thinking it's so, you know, when you when you see these kinds of things and, and like when you're looking at, the, at these stories uh, and you see how a lot of these things play out over years and generations mm-hmm. and uh, and you can see the thread. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back, we don't have that benefit, right, yeah. in mm-hmm. our day-to-day lives right. often. And, and so it's so easy to question, you know, the immediate and... Um, but in the benefit of looking at these stories is to see that, you know, there often is God, God's weaving together this bigger story. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and so I think it's, it is a helpful reminder as we look at our own lives Mm -hmm. and sometimes we're tempted to question what God's doing. Um, I'd like to say that it, it's still, I have the faith to, uh, often to, to accept that and not question, but Mm -hmm. but yet I do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I think to just just be reminded that God is often doing something that we may not understand, but it's it's for His greater glory and and ultimately for our good. And so. it, it's so hard to realize that you know God's doing this work in us, and we live in the immediate, mm-hmm. and God's work is usually much more long term. Mm-hmm. You know and. Man, I hate that. Just, <laughs> just to be, we want to microwave yeah, our faith. I mean, yeah. we, we do, and and so many times it, it's it's painful situations and circumstances mm. that you walk through, and you just don't see God in those circumstances. But you got to you've got to fix for it in the immediate. Mm-hmm. Man, I can solve it this mm-hmm. way, and it makes me feel okay for that moment. But, right. you know, you realize you just stepped outside of what God's trying to do in and through you. And, you know, our culture today says go for the immediate. Yeah. And guys, you know, we, we, we live in a place where we struggle with that probably at a greater extent than, than some do mm-hmm. um, in the immediate versus what's God doing in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that's something that just God, God convicted my heart as I'm studying, writing, praying, that that's, that's an area where, you know, where I, I've got to allow God to do that work mm-hmm. and, uh, and realize that it is much more in the long term. And I wind up taking the bowl of soup. Yeah, that was a great um, tie in that, that whole bowl of soup analogy, because I, I think we do it all the time. There's the, mm-hmm. there is the thing that in the here and now is going to satisfy us immediately, mm. but what are we giving up in order to have that? Yeah, mm. and I think in turn, and you you mentioned specifically that we do that with our spiritual life, and I think, boy, do we right? We we give up things that we know that God has for us that are better over the long run, but we give it up for something in the here and now. Yeah, it's and, become so real for us in every part of our life that that we expect the immediate, and it. It's filtered over into yeah. the spiritual thing where we look at God and say, um, hey, I need you to do this That's and right. I need you to do it now. That's right. And because everything else is on demand. So absolutely. God should be too, right? Absolutely. And it just doesn't work that way. Mm. Uh, and that Preston wound up in the in the message primarily because it's a it's an area that the Lord was convicting me. Mm. Uh, mm. that there there are moments where I find myself living that where mm-hmm. God, I, I really, I know you're doing something, but I, man, I really need you to do it now yeah. so that I can take some, and God's like, no, I, I got timing. Uh, I, you know, you don't understand it, but if you'll trust it and you'll have faith in it, yeah. um, just, just hang on. There's, mm-hmm. there's something more there for you. Mm-hmm.
sanctification is painful. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. It's uncomfortable. Like, mm. yes, it is. And, and it's a long process. Yeah. And much yeah. like Esau, maybe you feel like, man, I just can't, mm. I just, I don't want to keep going like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but you really, like, like you pointed out in the lesson, you really miss out on what God has for you if you try to microwave your faith or, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, choose the McDonald's way out. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of some other yes. analogies that yes. would, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was, uh, you know, Sunday morning. So, cause, cause, you know, I was, I was leading worship Sunday morning. So I walked into the, the, the service and I think even, I even said this as I was setting up one of the songs, but just my, my mind was, was set on, um, how often, how many times throughout the week, uh, I choose to chase after Mm. things of no eternal value. Um, and, and in so doing, like, I mean, really my worship in those moments is directed toward those things. It's, it's not toward God. Um, and I think I was making, I was trying to make that con- sort of mm-hmm. connection with people because often we come into the room uh, on Sundays, we gather together uh, to, to worship him. And we've spent such significant parts of our, our, our weeks mm-hmm. um, chasing after other things. Yeah. And, and there it was in your message too. <laughs> I mean, very clear, you know, it's like, um, well, that's exactly what, you know, Mm-hmm. What this that illustration that you painted for us, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, that's the picture it paints. Mm-hmm. Um, is that we we often we settle on the on the immediate, what's right before us, and what what we think will satisfy us in the moment, right? And uh, and feels good in the moment, and and in so doing, we we often we often sacrifice or give up something even greater. And the picture that just kept coming to my mind, I think I I used it in in one of the parts, is just talking about when when God's looking at us from heaven. What what is He sensing? What is He feeling when He knows we're we're, we're not living for His very best for us? That we're settling, mm-hmm. and that that image just kept coming to my mind and, and to my heart of what. What God's, what does God look like in that moment when he when he sees his son, his kid, live? I mean, I think about it in terms of uh, being a parent mm-hmm. uh, of a thirty year old and a twenty seven year old. Mm-hmm. But as they were growing up and knowing that they were going to, that they were making some decisions where they were going for what's right there in right front there. of them, mm-hmm. versus what God was doing for them long term. And, and you know, from a dad standpoint, it, it hurt. It, sure. it broke my heart that they were choosing that. And and that may not have been bad, yeah. but I just, I knew beyond a doubt that that was not the best thing. Yeah. And, and I think there's, there's a lot of the way that we could play that out, that God has that same to a greater extent um, that he looks at his kids and goes, really? Mm. Yeah. There's so yeah. much more, yeah. and you're settling for the soup, and and I've got I've got this incredibly large feast for you that you don't have any idea um, if you would just give it some time and allow me to work. Yeah, and I don't, you know, I don't want to read too much into it, but the fact that Esau, you know, when he when he went for the bowl of soup, he was exhausted. Mm-hmm. 
he had let himself get to the end to a really bad place. I mean, because I, right. I can't come up with any other reason that you would say, sure, <laughs> let me give you my birthright right. so that I can have some of that. So is his soup really that good? I don't think so. <laughs> but he had let himself get to a point where he would do that. And, yes. I, and I think for us sometimes that's the, it's, we can't make a good decision right there when we're starving and exhausted right? We've got to make the decision to not do things that let us get to that point so that we don't have to make a, a decision in the moment, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that's where I think we struggle so much is we, we allow ourselves to get into such a predicament that we will take the soup mm-hmm. in the moment, right? Well, and busy is, uh, is a word that we all live with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're busy, busy, busy. And if I'm busy, that means I'm doing something. Yeah. That means I'm accomplishing something. Badge of honor. Yeah. And, and the truth of that is, you know, we, we're exhausted. Mm-hmm. You, you look at people around, just look at people around our church. Listen to the testimonies of people as you engage them, whether it's in a coffee shop or around the halls of our church. One of the first things they'll say, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm frustrated. I'm, and, and so much of that comes out of the exhaustion yeah. uh, of where they're all living life, busy, 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 productive. But are you really productive on the things that really matter? Mm-hmm. And I, I think that you know some of that um, leads to the dysfunction that we talked a little bit about mm-hmm. on, on Sunday is, um, man, I, dad chose one, mom chose the other. And, you know, so much of that just forces uh, our hand at some of the different things that are going on around us. It may not be favorites, but yeah. it's something else inside that family that creates that dysfunction. Yeah. And so much of, uh, uh, you know, where we are and where we're living life right now, we don't realize dysfunction feeds dysfunction. Yeah. And it yeah. just goes over and over and it can become generational mm-hmm. and we just pass it down at some point. And that was a big part of the encouragement is, you know, it's real in this story. It's just as real today right. as we mm-hmm. were, you know, doing mm-hmm. Sunday morning. It's just as real right That's there. Right. And uh, just an encouragement people to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't let that continue to fester. I, I was so glad that you did that because I, that would have been an easy one to, because you had so much to cover mm-hmm. and so much ground to cover, that would have been an easy one not to address to, in favor of some of the other things, right. but I'm so glad that you did, because in a lot of these stories that we read about, especially this one, you see how the family dysfunction and the, the individual's mm-hmm. struggle are all tied together, right? Right. It, right. it wasn't one or the other. It was all in the mix together, mm-hmm. and I think it's something our families can relate to. Absolutely. You know, whether, you know, every, everybody comes from a family, and mm-hmm. Some had different struggles, but all families have struggles right. in some ways. And so dealing with that and working through that is important. Mm-hmm. Mm. Preston, to your, uh, point, your earlier point about exhaustion, I was just thinking um, sometimes like as believers, as people in the church, we don't spend time consistently with the Lord, mm. and then we expect our lives to reflect the fruits of the Spirit or... We expect our lives to to be God honoring and for us to be, you know, good friends and and daughters and brothers and sons and and fathers and mothers and all of these things. And we try to muster up our own strength to do that. And I think that's also a way of taking the soup. Like Mm -hmm. instead of spending daily time with the Lord, 
I'm just going to try my best mm. to to be a good mom or to be a good dad or be a good daughter or sister or whatever. And and so I think that's where patterns of dysfunction um, can start forming. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And I and I think when you tie that to Mike, what you were saying earlier, sometimes it's a combination of not only are we not in the Word, allowing Him to change us internally but we're spending our time in things that are not of eternal significance. And so yeah. we, we've not just traded being with God for something kind of morally neutral, but right. often we've traded it for something that the world really is, is pushing against us in a negative way. Yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, I was just thinking about that, that as you were talking, Kylie, I mean, yeah, I think it is. It goes back to that sort of microwave culture. You know, it's like at best we expect, hey, we can sit down and I check my box. I've I've read my chapter from the Bible reading plan today. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, okay, done that. Let's move on. Yeah. And then we expect our lives to like reflect mm-hmm. Jesus. And why 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 aren't I living in right. in the way or, or yeah. feeling the uh, the presence of God in in my yeah. life in the way that I I should or want to. Yeah. Well, it's because, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to cheat the system here. That's right. You know, we're trying to, uh, trying to, uh, take shortcuts mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. um, and it, and it catches up, you know, I was thinking, cause I, I just came back off of ministry leave. So we were gone for almost two weeks. Um, I don't work out a lot, but I do try to work out on a fairly regular basis, but I didn't over that, that span. And then when I came back and started back, it was like, mm. oh, man, it feels like everything I've worked for, I've lost here. But I think spiritually it's a lot like that. You know, we'll, we'll go for a period of time where we're not spiritually working out mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when we, need, when we need that to be coming out of us, it's not there because we haven't been putting it into us, mm. right? We haven't been working out spiritually. And so, mm-hmm. and we usually it, don't notice in, until something bad happens. You don't know on day one or day two. You maybe use the wrong tone with somebody or, you know, make -hmm. somebody upset about something. And then you're like, Ooh, Ooh, where'd that come from? Yeah. Yeah. Not speaking from experience. (laughs) No, no, of course not. Of course not. Definitely speaking from experience. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So it's such a good, again, such a good job on, uh, on Sunday, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. For stepping in, uh, any other any other questions or topics you want to cover before we wrap up today? I've got a, a burning question. Come Uh-oh. on, uh oh, what size flip flop does your mom wear? <laughs> eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight uh, and a half. She could do, yeah. she could do and, some damage with it, huh? You know, no one knows. Uh, you know, it's Walmart back in the day was non-existent. It was Kmart. It's Kmart. Kmart. I, it was yep. the uh, Kmart brand, and you know, Kmart brand was fairly cheap and Let's just say it was extremely flexible. It had just the right amount <laughs> yes. of give to it yes. to, to stand. And, huh? you know, I think you and I were talking about it a little bit this morning, kind of what that might look like. But my mom was was quick enough um, back in those <laughs> days to catch my, me and my brother by the collar and swing at the same time. 
And, you know, I, I did have – She's yeah, extremely oh, yeah. athletic. She's, yeah, she's a beast. I'm just telling you, an absolute beast. But And banana pudding. And, and homemade banana, banana pudding. Right. Uh, yeah. There's there's nothing like mama's homemade banana pudding. But, mm. you know, some people, you know, ask me, and I try, I tried to allude a little bit to it, uh, why did that make the list? Yeah. Well, in that moment, that did not make me a mama's boy. You know, you don't really like those moments where you're disciplined, yeah. but you get older, and and I realized, you know, I, I'm grateful that my mom and my dad mm. disciplined me, but mm-hmm. yeah. my my mom, you know, just really took it very seriously. That um, she wanted she wanted her boys to be yeah. right with the Lord mm-hmm. and right with the people that uh, mm-hmm. they encountered on mm-hmm. an everyday basis, and she disciplined accordingly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, not great in that moment, but down the line, yeah. absolutely. So, great picture. Uh, yeah, she still has those flip flops. <laughs> not afraid to use them. Not afraid to use them. <laughs> now it's on grandbabies and great grandbabies. Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I don't think I ever got hit with a flip flop, but <laughs> several other things. <laughs> yes. It just happened to be the thing that was always close by. Yeah. Uh, so that's, right. that's good. That's good. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, so this this next week, uh, Josh, uh, Pastor Josh, will be back with us, and and he is covering the story of Joseph, not Joseph, like you know Mary and Joseph, mm-hmm. but but Joseph, like coat of many colors, you, you know, uh, all that stuff. So uh, so and which is also going to cover a lot of chapters. <laughs> yes, yes, it is <laughs> in yes, Genesis. A lot of yeah. So we're going to cover a lot of ground on Sunday. So uh, next week we'll be talking about that. Um, and I still got a few weeks left in this series. Uh, so it's, it's, it's good. We got a lot of, a lot of other stories we're going to cover. Um, so keep tuning in and keep, uh, keep joining us on Sundays for the messages. And, uh, up until then, until next week, good to see you guys. Good to be with you. Y'all have a great week. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at mybroadmoor. Thanks for listening.